Welcome to the Finding Clarity podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Hi folks, this is George Cannon, and you are listening to the Finding Clarity podcast, episode 150. This is kind of a milestone episode because we've done 150 of these. And so if you are listening regularly, we want to thank you for paying attention and trying to get answers to questions that you might have, because that's really what this podcast is about. We're trying to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life that you wouldn't necessarily get the answer for in a normal Sunday morning service or in a Sunday school or even a Bible study. And we try to answer those questions right here. And so today we're going to look at a very important question that really is reflective of where we are at with regards to the issue of sin and a concern that we might have, especially concerning Well, a problem passage. Now, what I mean by problem is, or difficult passage is, is that it's kind of difficult to understand or understand the meaning of it, and sometimes it might even be a little scary. And that's what we're going to look at today in our podcast. So here's the question we're going to look at. What is the sin that leads to death? What is the sin that leads to death? Now, why are we going to look at it? Well, because we're human. And we continue to sin. Well, the scripture records that there is a sin that leads to death. Now, that would be obviously concerning to you and I, since we're warned about this sin that leads to death, but we don't really know what that is. And that's why that passage is difficult or a problem passage for people to understand. And so we're going to try and look at it today. Now, before we look at the question, I kind of want to talk about the attitudes that we might have about sin. And you say, what do you mean attitudes about sin, George? Well, you might be shocked that you and I may have a tendency to think of sin in ways that are not in accordance with what the scripture says concerning how we should be about sin. So let me make two points here. So believers can fall into a trap where we take forgiveness for granted. Now, you and I, we are a part of Protestantism that that believes that you and I are forgiven for our past sins, present sin, and future sins, and that Jesus paid it all for us, and that there's nothing that you and I can do for that forgiveness. Now, what happens is, is that while we recognize the unconditional love and acceptance of God and the forgiveness that he gives us for our sins and our transgressions, we can find ourselves getting into an attitude, well, that means I can just do whatever I want to do. In fact, that's kind of what Paul is addressing in Romans chapter 1 when he asks the hypothetical question, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And of course, his response is, God forbid. You and I just don't have a license to sin. But we can fall into that trap. Now, here's what happens. A diminished view of forgiveness leads to a trivialization of our sin. When we 
diminish our view of forgiveness, when we forget what it cost Jesus on the cross to pay for our sin, and the fact is, is that he paid the price that we should have paid, that can lead you and I to diminish or trivialize our sin. It's not as big a deal anymore because Jesus covered it all. I'm forgiven. In fact, that's kind of why I don't like that bumper sticker that used to go around years ago that Christians aren't perfect, they're just forgiven. I think that's so ridiculous. First of all, nobody's perfect. But to walk around and flaunt the attitude that we are forgiven, it's almost like that's my excuse for my sin. And see, that's the trap that you and I can fall in. So let's get right to the difficult passage. Now, where do we find this difficult passage? Well, it's over in John's first epistle. So the first epistle of John, chapter 5, verse 16. Here's what John writes. If anyone sees his brother sinning a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask and he will give him life for those who commit sin not leading to death. There is a sin leading to death. I do not say that he should pray about that. Now, that seems like, what is he talking about, George? A sin that leads to death or a sin that doesn't lead to death? Well, how do we, how do we make sense of that? Well, let's take a look at some several things from this passage, and that'll maybe help guide us the rest of our time as we look at this. All right, so... Because he refers to a brother, this is an issue for believers. So when we look at verse 16 of chapter 5 in 1 John, the overall context is with regards to praying and that you and I should pray for a brother who is in sin, but not a sin that leads to death. He's referring to a brother. So this is about a someone who says, they are a believer in Jesus Christ, a saved person. And this is an issue with regards to them. This is not about unbelievers. This is not about somebody who openly rejects Christ and so forth. So what we see next is, is there is a delineation between sin and sin that leads to death. It's almost like two different types of sins here. There's the normal everyday sins that we find ourselves falling into, but then there's also this sin that leads to death that seems different. What is this sin? Well, that brings me to my third point. Sin that leads to death is the willful, continuing, unrepentant sin in a person's life. So it has to do with sin that someone is not repentant of, somebody who's not wanting to turn from it, somebody who's not broken over it, and so therefore he's trying to find a way away from it. So it's not talking about that kind of sin. See, that's a little bit different than the sins that you, you and I normally commit. This is sin that we don't even bother confessing. We just keep doing it. It doesn't matter. And that's what he says is a sin that leads to death. Now, when we talk about a sin that leads to death, I need you to understand that really what we're talking about is crossing the line, crossing the line with God. So there's several things I want to point out here, three things specifically, okay? There appears to be a line with God concerning sin in believers' lives. 
Now, you've heard me say before that all sin is sin before God. Really, there's only one sin that cannot be forgiven, and that sin is the sin of unbelief. But there is a line where the sin that you and I commit, God is trying to tell us that we shouldn't cross that line. It's not the type of sin that it might be, but rather it's how we approach that sin. And I'll give you a couple of examples. The scripture record the stories of those who've crossed the line with God. And so we're going to look at two different passages. The first passage is in Acts chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. Now you might remember this story. This has to do with Ananias and Sapphira and their sin. So let me read to you what Luke records in this book, the book of Acts. But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things, and the young men arose and wrapped him up, and carried him out and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door. They will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young man came in, found her dead, and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So there we see the record of a couple crossing the line with God. Now, with regards to them, it was the issue of lying to God, lying to the Holy Spirit. What do you mean lying? Well, they presented themselves as giving everything to God, when in reality they were only giving part of it. And Peter is saying to them, look, you could have just said, here's part of what we had. Not all of it. You lied. And God dealt with that severely. They had crossed the line with God. Here's another passage. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 30. 1 Corinthians 11 talks about abuses at the Lord's table. And here's what Paul records. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. So he's rebuking them, kind of telling them that there were those among them who were sinning against God. And so because of that, there were some who were weak and sick. So God was dealing with them by causing them to not be right in their physical condition. But he also points out that many of them are asleep. Now, what do you mean asleep? Well, that's Paul's way of saying that they have died. They crossed the line at the Lord's table with God. And it's with regards to that issue of sin. 
So the scripture records that there's a line with God. And when we come over to 1 John, what we're seeing there is the reality that there are people who commit a sin that leads to death. So here's what I want you to see. It is possible to cross the line with God with our ongoing unrepentant sin. Now, that might be shocking to hear. That's not really what we hear today in the church today. In fact, we don't normally hear 1 John chapter 5, verse 16 mentioned at all. We hear a lot about the forgiveness of God and the love of God and, and how much he loves us and cares for us and, and how we should just continue on. But we don't really hear the warnings concerning our sin and why we need to stop. Because the reality is, is if we don't stop, we're going to cross the line with him. Now, let me just say something. When God punishes, when God deals with us, and we know from Scripture that he does, and it leads to death because we're unrepentant, it's not because he doesn't love us. Oh, he loves us. It's not because he doesn't forgive us. Oh, he forgives us. But the fact of the matter is, is that he can't allow us to continue in the direction that we're going because it's not good for us. So therefore, he has to take us home. Now, we used to hear preaching like that. We used to hear teaching like that. If you talk to those who are the old timers, they would tell you they, they've heard about the reality of a sin that leads to death, that unconfessed, unrepented of sin can lead to the ultimate punishment, which is God taking you home. So then how do we understand the passage? How do we understand 1 John chapter 5, verse 16? So let me read it to you again. Let me read to you what John is saying. If anyone sees his brother sinning, a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask and he will give him life for those who commit a sin not leading to death. There is a sin leading to death. I do not say that he should pray about that. Now, how do we understand this passage? Well, this is where we're going to spend the rest of our time, and then I'm going to give you a conclusion to our question. So first of all, this passage addresses the issue of praying for those who are in sin. So when you look at the context in chapter 5, especially in this section, it has to do with the reality that as a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ, I can go to him in prayer and pray about anything and he will hear me. So this is about me praying for a brother or sister who is in sin. And that is a sin that's not leading to death. So it's not talking about sin in a specific sense of being unrepentant, it's talking about sin that we are caught up in. So we are to pray for a brother or sister who is caught up in sin. Bottom line, you and I have to pray for them. Here's the thing. We kind of think today that when we see somebody who's not doing right, we kind of need to just stay out of it and ignore it. The emphasis of Scripture is that you and I need to be actively involved in their life, not going up and accusing but remember, Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, 
considering yourself lest you also be tempted. So there it's talking about you and I need to get involved, but it's talking about the manner in which we get involved. It's in the spirit of gentleness. Thinking of that person, because we're also thinking about ourselves, that given the right circumstance, the right situation, we might do the same thing. So here in this passage, John is telling us we need to be praying for that one who is caught up in sin. Now the phrase, he will give him life, reflects that God will answer that prayer. So when I see somebody who's caught up in sin, a brother or a sister in Christ, I know that God will hear me if I am praying for them, that God would help them to overcome this sin. However, the passage is also talking about the unrepentant sinner, the one who is sinning a sin that leads to death. So for the unrepentant sinner, John does not say that we should pray for him. John doesn't say that we should pray for that unrepentant sinner. Now, you and I would probably feel, yeah, I'll still pray for him, but there's no special onus on us to do that because the reality is, is that he's already crossed the line. Now, let's, let's wrap this up. The first thing I want you to see with this whole question about what is the sin that leads to death, it's basically this. When it comes to sin in our lives, we need to keep short accounts. We need to keep going to God and confessing our sins. Now remember, we talked about this a few podcasts ago concerning the whole issue of forgiveness. Why should I ask for forgiveness if I've already been forgiven? The reality is is that our relationship with Christ is hurt by our sin. So I need to keep short accounts with him, and that is go to him with my sin, confessing, restoring that relationship. But when I don't, and I just want to do my own thing, I don't really care what God thinks or says. I just want to do it because I, I enjoy doing this sin. I, I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm crossing a line. And you and I, I guess, need to know, I guess that's the next point in my summary is, we need to know that there's a line that we could possibly cross with regards to sin in our lives, and the outcome may not be good. Now, the immediate consequence is that you and I face punishment for our sin from God, but the ultimate punishment is, is that we might end up being taken home because we're of no more use to God. So really, it's important to understand forgiveness. And it's important to understand confession and repentance. But it's also important that you and I understand that when we are unrepentant and we are stubborn about our sin and not wanting to deal with it, God will deal with us. And that outcome may not be good. The Finding Clarity podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So you might have a question that you want an answer for, and you might be saying to yourself, how do I get that question to you? Well, if you attend the services here at the Kerbinsville Christian Church, you just simply need to talk to me or write your question down, throw it in an offering box, and they'll get it to me. You can also direct message us through Facebook. Just go to our Facebook page. 
Facebook.com slash Finding Clarity Podcast or Facebook.com slash Kerwinsville Christian Church. And you can direct message us there with your question and we'll look to see about answering it here on the podcast. I hope that you'll ponder what we talked about today. I think it's a very important issue, the issue of sin and our attitudes towards it. I also hope that next week you'll be back as we try to look at another question here on the podcast. Until then, take care.